0: Hello and welcome to Propnex, the property podcast focusing on issues that impact the future of the real estate industry. I'm your host, Gavin Morgan, and in addition to looking forward to today's and future conversations, if you'd like to know a little bit more about me, please look on www.propnex.com. That's www.propnex.com. Or if you'd like to chat privately, drop me a line on Gavin R. Morgan at propnex.com. That's G-A-V-I-N-R-M-O-R-G-A-N at propnex.com on email. I'm delighted uh, to introduce Sushila Rivers. Sushila, in addition to being a good friend of mine and someone that I've thoroughly enjoyed working with, has been with DLA Piper as a partner since 2008. So Sheila has not only risen through the ranks in DLA Piper, and now uh, as both a partner and the global co-chair of the firm's global real estate sector, where she's the office managing partner for Hong Kong too. So Sheila heads the real estate group and hospitality, hospitality and leisure group in Asia Pacific as well. What a career so far! And absolutely no surprise to me, Sashila, um, given how I've observed you um, operating in the Hong Kong market and driving success on behalf of your organization. Good evening and welcome onto the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Gavin. Um, If if I may add to that uh, a very proud role, I also uh, chair the Leadership Alliance for Women, and it's particularly good in this day and age to mention that we are very focused on also delivering for our firm and standing for total gender balance.
0: Well, thank you for adding that in, Sashila. It's obviously another very important position, you know, particularly uh, in this day and age with diversity and inclusion being so important and, um, you know, a, a, a huge agenda item for almost all organizations. So I'm now excited uh, to talk to you this evening about TOCO. Um, You and I spoke about this for the first time a couple of months before Christmas 2021. And maybe you could start perhaps by just sharing a little bit about TOCO and what it is uh, with the the listeners.
1: Sure. Thank you. So thank you for introducing DLA Piper. I'll start by sort of explaining that we are a global law firm and and mainly we, we do what lawyers do, dispensing legal services. We're located everywhere in about forty countries uh, throughout Americas, Europe, Middle East, Asia, PAC, and Africa, and this helps us to understand, you know, various clients' needs across the globe. Um, we also have set up through this platform called Law and um, a, 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 a sort of a, a, a solution. Um, we deliver solutions outside and beyond traditional legal services. So we do. A consultancy to cutting-edge artificial intelligence, uh, litigation funding to tokenization. So, um, I'm trying to introduce what TOCO is, and this and Law and and, and um, a, a platform called uh, Aldersgate, a wholly-owned subsidiary of ours, uh, does this. Um, so we understand that the environment is changing, and we actually have to adapt to uh, the full delivery of of business services required. So what is TOCO? So TOCO um, um, is something that we've created. Um, and DLA Piper through our platform, Law and works with TOCO to solve uh, inefficiencies of today's capital markets, leveraging uh, the distributed ledger technology um, to uh, provide some, some digital solutions. So it's so TOCO is a digital asset creation engine that couples Compliance and regulatory rigor of a global law firm with the innovative technology solutions of tomorrow. So, we are bringing the best of a few concepts to deliver solutions.
0: So, technology is often described as something that needs to do things faster, better, and cheaper to get the type of adoption that we typically like to see products have in the marketplace. It sounds to me that TOCO is something that deserves early adoption and will drive efficiency and speed into an otherwise convoluted process. Do you see that as well? Do you think this will be picked up quickly by the market and will become mainstream uh, in the the short term?
1: Because Toco works very closely with the distributed ledger technology and it's um, a means of of holding data and it's an immutable way of looking at you know uh, how data or how ownership passes. I think it's the, the adaption of of, of the distributed ledger technology, or sometimes people call it blockchain, um, that technology is already being hugely adapted. And what Turco is is that engine to facilitate what people want to do. And I can see it already being adapted in terms of you know the NFTs that we see using using blockchain technology to show ownership um and and not challenging it and still doing it within the the, uh, the rigors the confines and the the uh the, the familiarity of of today's uh today's world of of record and paper so they they they, they work side by side almost in parallel so yes it's already being adapted yeah. um i see it also being adapted in capital raising uh, we've got traditional ways of capital raising but actually it's very interesting when you think about capital raising and Owning various uh, rights, whether the rights are um, uh, rights of ownership or, or debt rights, or even you know more util- utility rights, so they all can sit on a blockchain uh, and people can create those contracts relating to those rights.
0: So this sounds to me, Sushila, you know, it sounds to me like it's right in the sweet spot of a technology that's going to drive a huge amount of efficiency, particularly into. Um, you know, high value transactions. where often so much due diligence is done around the nature yep. and type of contracts before they're uh, before they're exchanged. Yep. Um, it also just second part to that is it also. I mean, there there have been questions, you know, and I think a lot of those questions are not being answered about um, the security of this type of transfer. But to see a legal services firm pushing ahead with this type of tech in this uh, in this way. Feels to me like it's going to make a lot more people a lot more comfortable using this type of technology, and, yeah. and it's really going to bring some significant efficiency gain, and you know, obviously drive transaction flow as a result.
1: So I think you've spotted the fact that the, uh, that, that a law firm gives it the, the kind of credibility because you know you're working with with a law firm that understands uh, contracts and contractual rights, uh, blockchain exists irrespective of, of, of law firm uh, uh, a confirmation or affirmation because the technology is, is, is the way it works and the, the proof of, of recording and, uh, of the various tech, uh, blockchain uh, interests that sits on the blockchain stands on its own. But what the law firm can do is it can uh, create these codified smart contracts that allows people to understand how the, the various interests sits and transfers on the blockchain. So you're right, the law firm being involved uh, gives it um, a kind of efficient workability. Yes, I agree with you.
0: And do you see, um, so Sheila, do you see a particular uh, subset or a particular type of client picking up this sort of technology first? Um, uh, Do you have any thoughts on that? Or is it something that's more in demonstration stage? uh, And are you sort of demoing and learning with a view to positioning in the future?
1: So there's definitely a lot of interest and I think um, people are u- using this technology and certainly the, the ability to create, to create smart contracts to do all sorts of things, even ordinary things that we do today. So it's, it's not waiting to happen. It's already being used uh, to record rights and, and, and smart contract rights. Where I think the, the um, technology is going to get very interesting is as a means of, of looking at um, various rights which ordinarily um is 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 saved for um either uh, in our world in real estate Gavin um, you know managers uh, so now people can can consider how they they raise funds in a way that shows proper ownership or use rights um and as a result have access uh, directly to people who want to invest. so that is being considered by many many clients, not just. Uh, the managers, but also people who realize that they can access um the 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 wider group of people and like we can start with professional investors uh where ordinarily they'll have it's a it's a it's a costly point of entry um but obviously there are regulations to contend with um but um i think that's that's where the future will will sit.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, uh, Sheila I mean, regulations permitting uh, and e- even at a costlier entry point, if that transpires to be the case, you can, I mean, I can certainly see institutional investors loving how clean and, and yeah. reliable a system like this is relative to, you know, what is it, you know, quite a clunky old-fashioned system at the moment. I'm talking about the world of real estate, not just legal services. Yeah. Um,
1: it's everything. You're, you're right. And the other thing it, it brings, this technology, it brings an an operational efficiency—you um, know, the way in which you push out reports, and the way in which you you you, uh, you do valuations, or you, you you exercise voting rights, or you distribute dividends—all um, that sitting on a smart contract that sits on a blockchain brings about an efficiency, especially when fees are are being driven quite hard.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, even as you're speaking, it just makes so much sense listening to you talking about it. And, and of course, Sashila, this is not, I mean, you and I are sort of real estate focused, real estate career people, but I mean, this tech probably, uh, I mean, I guess it applies right across the spectrum for legal services. It, it, you know, it's just as useful in many other places outside of real estate. I mean, it's contract for, it's secure contract formation. Um, And real estate's a pretty, well it's a it's a sensible place to start because of the complex nature of documentation and contracts there, but but wider wow. implications for the industry too, yeah.
1: I think so. And you know, and and you know what, what I think would be very interesting, and you see it happening in the art world already, where people own parts of an art world which is a physical asset. But you know, to be able to then say, and I think there is a lot of sentimental uh value in, in wanting to say this that I have a part of a building that is sitting on a block, my own my, my ownership or right to use is sitting on a blockchain. Um, and out of that contractual right, you might have various other rights. So, you know, in a world where people are creating interest in the metaverse, and I, I don't want to confuse the two because I'm still talking about the real world, um, you know, the, the sky's the limit in, in terms of how people can co-own, co-use, co-enjoy uh, through this. Te- and this technology gives way of, of recording interest uh, which is which is sufficient and, and immutable um, and, and that's where um, the opportunities lay.
0: So that is certainly a topic that could be a headbender for the next two hours plus um, the old metaverse or the new metaverse but just pivoting away a little bit for a second from toko. Are there any other technologies that from a legal services perspective or a legal services perspective in real estate that have got you looking up as well, where you think they may have a fundamental impact on the industry in the near term?
1: Um, I, just as your your uh, your industry uh, will be impacted by, by technology. Where legal services will be impacted and, and legal legal law firms are, are traditionally sort of archaic uh, um, entities but the, the law firm and i hope it is our law firm the law firm that embraces the usefulness that technology can bring will, will be the winner because it will bring efficiencies and it will be an it will bring analysis so examples of where we've already started this is, is where we can streamline client communication and in, in the data revolution, we we need to find a better way of 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 organising our data. So technology can help. We deal with a lot of documents, and so number two, if, if there is a way we can you know, automate a lot of our discovery process or the way we store information and and access case files, that's clearly one 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 easy solution that we should should access. Um, the other uh, the other ones is is analytics because even if you look at you know in my world, transactional world, you know. I can give you percentages of when this point went this way. And as a result of this point, it led to this litigation. And, and in this litigation, there's a 30% chance of winning. So the, the, the leveraging the analytics is a huge aspect uh, of the of, of future, I think. It, it, it calls into question what happens with all the people you have to analyze. But then you skill up. It, it's not the first time this has happened. And the last point I want to make is ultimately... It's client-led because the client is going to embrace technology. Uh, we, therefore, have to understand how we fit into what the clients are doing, whether it's raising capital or analyzing their clients or, you know, uh, resolving issues and efficiencies in their business. So we have to embrace it for them. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, I mean, really uh, just nodding aggressively there, as you might have noticed at your your data, <laughs> and, uh, your data and analytics point. I mean, how big is that a point for all of this, you know, really all in the service services industry as well as in in legal services So, sort of getting on to a slightly trickier sort of pivot and Sashila I mean you and I have kind of tick tacked quite a bit on sort of how services generally evolve in future and I mean I know I've certainly shared some thoughts of mine with you on how it looks like it all could come together you know under one hat but um in real estate legal services you know do you think uh, do you think there's a near term horizon where that all is bundled together by technology or do you think it all stays do you think brokerage management legal services architecture etc do you think those yeah. those industries all stay in their lanes for the duration or is there a coming together point under tech in your mind in the near future
1: so that's a, a, a... Wonderfully big question. And I think the, um, the various uh, the various industries have consolidated uh, anyway. And if I look at your business and and so not the law firm necessarily, but your business, it's consolidated to everything from giving advisory to uh, valuation services, to brokerage, um, to uh, capital raise. I mean, you've, you've become so many things for the industry because of the industry knowledge you possess. Um, and that's driving... Um, clients to come to a one-stop shop um i i think when you talk about engineering or architectural services i think that is also already happening but uh coupled with you know some of the efficiencies and the pressures that a lot of what we do and the expertise we do can be handled by artificial intelligence i think we are forced to think about what our added value is and our added value can be two things there's a little bit of a human element and some some um some ability to uh to bring um, something that is not technology and uh, d- led uh, solutions to the clients. Uh, so that's that's going to, going to be one way of doing it. And, and the relationship element, is that after all, the business we are in is a people business. And, and all, all, all readings I read on successful business tends, tends to tell me it's still the personal element that will be the winner. However, I do think there will be consolidation, separate specialisms, but consolidations of those specialisms for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, so Sheila, thank you for that. I think really interesting answer. And I mean, if I could sort of again share from my perspective, so coming from the real estate services side of the equation, um, you know, just r- r- over uh, the last 20 years, a lot of commoditization uh, in yeah. our side of the industry. Also, um, a lot of new entrants, you know, in terms of personnel into the industry. It's become quite a crowded space. On the services side of the industry, we're looking much more holistically now on the real estate services side of things uh, at solutions for clients, in addition to providing traditional services as we've done in the past. And I mean, that's really what was driving the question about amalgamated services. Uh, Is there anything else that you want to say on that, or um, uh, have we covered
1: it? No, no, no. I I think some of the challenges, and we've seen that in some of the 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 larger. The larger firms that tries to have legal solutions. Um, The legal industry is still a regulated industry and it's a fiduciary industry and I think it will still stay the same. So issues in relation to confidentiality and privilege is is really the sacrosanct of of legal firms. So although I think we can do, and it is right to to give a, a whole solution um, the clients expect a, a degree of, of privilege that comes with using a law firm and confidentiality so I, I think sometimes it has to stay a little bit more like it is by reference to that fiduciary role that it plays
0: Indeed okay well look Sushila it's been as I said an absolute treat uh, having you on the, uh, the Propnex podcast and hopefully have you back on here again soon
1: Thank you very much I've uh, enjoyed it as much as you have so thank you
0: So that's a wrap for today's podcast. And it just leaves it for me to thank you very much for tuning in and listening to our conversation. And as I mentioned at the beginning, if you'd like any information uh, or you want to have a chat, uh, drop me a line on Gavin R. Morgan at uh, propnext.com G-A-V-I-N-R-M-O-R-G-A-N at propnext.com or there's more information as I said earlier too on www.propnext.com that's www.propnext.com I look forward to speaking with you in future podcasts hopefully and thank you again for your time